The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning, everybody, again. Okay, so today we are in part two of um, our teaching that we've titled, Let It Flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Again, so as we've been asked, ask your neighbor, is it flowing? <laughs> How has the humility been flowing this week? Has it, have, you, have you had, I mean, I wish this was tribe. I'm sure there will be. A lot of experiences on, on how humility has been flowing, you know, um, this week. So um, last week, we, we looked at part one, and part one was let humility flow. Let humility flow. If you missed it, um, please get a message. It's, it's free online. You could get the CD here. And, and um, today, we are um, looking at part two, and... The part two we have titled, Let Your Light Flow. Let your light flow. When your light flows, when your light is flowing, we say your light is shining. In fact, the, the brightness and the shining of light is actually the flow of light from one source to the destination. So when we see light um, shine from one source to the destination. What's actually happening is that light is flowing. Light is flowing. So God is saying to you and I this morning, let your light flow. Let your light flow. We'll be um, taking our scripture readings from two openings Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 3, and Matthew chapter 5, Genesis 1, 1 to 3, from the voice translation of the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God created everything, the heavens above and the earth below. Here's what happened. At first, the earth lacked shape and was totally empty. And a dark fog draped over the deep while God's spirit, God's spirit wind hovered over the surface of the empty waters. Then there was the voice of God. Everyone say the voice of God. Today you will hear the voice of God. Your situation will hear the voice of God in the name of Jesus. Then there was the voice of God. And God said, let there be light. And light flashed into being. Boom. Praise the name of the Lord. God said, let there be light. And light Flashed into being. Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, you are the light 
of the world. Now, God is saying to you and I that you, Femi, you, put your name there, are the light of the world. I mean, that's, that's huge, that's big. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, other people, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine. I mean, we, we, we explained that last week. Let this mind be in you. Let, to let something happen, to let means to allow something to happen. So, so Jesus is saying to, to you and I, let your light shine. Allow your light to shine. Allow your light to shine. Everything that is preventing your light from shining this season, they will crumble in the name of Jesus. Let your light shine. Allow it. Let it. And not just shine. Let it shine before other people. Let it shine before others. So God is saying that if you are mine, if you are a child of God, you have light. You have light. So release it. If you aren't a child of God, today you will get light. Today you will have light. So God is saying, you have light, release it. You have light, release it. You have light, release it. Don't hold on to it. Don't hide it. Don't put it under the table. You know, <laughs> interestingly, last week, we looked at let humility flow. And I, I talked a little bit about um, there's a difference between humility and humility. You know, humility is really not a word in the English dictionary, but, but it's, um, it's in the Christian circles, we've coined that word to mean fake humility. There's the difference between humility and humility. Humility is stand as tall as God has created you to stand and put yourself side by side with the most high God and you see that you are actually nothing and you bow in adorations of your king. Praise the name of the Lord. Humility is like you have a light. You hide it under the table. And you're like, oh, I'm just being humble. No, that's not humility. That's humility. And God is saying, let your light shine. Put it on the table. Allow it to shine. Oh, pastor, if I let my light shine, if I bring out the quality of, of, of the person I am, you know, I mean, you know, I just don't want to be proud. 
what you have is ability, not humility. So ask anybody, is it ability or humility you have? Which of it do you have? And God is challenging us today that let your light shine. I am depending on you to let your light shine. I'm depending on you in the, in the, the sphere of your influence, in the, in, the, in, the, in the society, in your family, in, in the community, to let your light shine, to be the example, to be the reference point, to be the lighthouse. I want you to stand tall. In character, stand tall. In good works, stand tall. As a reference point, stand tall. When they're looking for the most diligent worker, I mean, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be two people that crosses their mind. It should be who? It should be you. When they're looking for the most competent person, they shouldn't be checking. It should just be, oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's Femi Munein. There's nobody else. Come on. You can put your name there. I mean, so, I mean, if you, if you, and that's what gives God glory. When we look at verse 16, we, it, it, it drills it down to how personal it is that God wants it. And, and it says, in the same way, the same way you put a, a candle on the table and it shines for the whole room. You don't hide it under the basket. The same way, let your light, let your light shine. Many times we are comfortable with letting other people's um, that we know whose lights shine. We are comfortable to let our father's, our daddy's light shine. Or our brother's light shine. And it's okay. Preferring one another. It's okay. Sometimes we want to let, or we are working at letting, or comfortable at letting our spouse's light shine. You know, let your wife's light shine or let your husband's light shine. You cannot fulfill your destiny as long as your husband fulfills his destiny, you are fine. No. God says, let your light shine. As long as your wife fulfills his destiny, if you don't fulfill your destiny, you are fine. Some people think everyone wants to like that. There's nothing like that. God says, let your light shine. Let your light, your own light your own light. <laughs> your own. You're unique. You're different. You know, uh, a story comes to mind of, I mean, you must have heard it before, of um, a young man that was, like, trying to toast a, a girl, you know, and was saying, oh, <laughs> my brother has this car. My brother works in this place. If you meet my brother, he's so athletic. My brother is so intelligent. You know? And the guy says, I want to meet your brother. <laughs> okay, you get it on Wednesday. <laughs> Let your light. I was a your light. Your. Put up the scripture again. Let your light. Your light. Underline. Capital letter, your light shine. You are 
different. You are unique. You have a unique contribution to this world. And God is saying, bring it on. Bring on your uniqueness. Let your light shine. Someone said that the only thing we all have in common is our difference. The only thing we all have in common is our difference. The light of the sun is different from the light of the moon. The light of the moon is different from the light of the stars. Even the stars, they vary in glory. 1 Corinthians 15, 41. 1 Corinthians 15, 41. It says, even among the heavenly bodies, there is a different level of brilliance. There is, there's a different glory. There's a different level of brilliance. There is. The sun shines differently than the moon. The moon differently than the stars. And the stars themselves differ in brightness. The glory of the stars differ. The glory of one star is different from the glory of another star. Everyone has a brightness. Don't try and shine like another star. You are a different star. Shine like you. Praise the name of the Lord. Shine like you. No star is better than the other. But one glory is different from the other. <laughs> one glory is different from the other. Parents need to get this. You should love your children equally, but you should respect that the glory of one child is different from the other. You should not try and put them on the same glory level. One of them will break it out. And when he breaks it out, don't try and push the other one forward. No, he has his own glory. She has her own glory. She will fulfill her destiny. But one person can be boisterous and bright and, and powerful. In fact, the, the glory of the moon is a reflection of the glory of the sun. But the sun cannot do what the moon is doing. Praise the name of the Lord. So to say that the moon is useless is to misunderstand the purpose of creation, of glory, of brightness, of light. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the, the, the fact that a child, one child is as a different, different glory. The fact that you married in a certain way doesn't mean everybody else will marry that same way. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know. <laughs> ah. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> it's a long story. The key thing is this. 
we should realize that when the Lord says to you, let your light shine, it means your own. Your own, your own, your own. Not to be like Pastor A or Pastor B. Or, okay, we have Pastor B. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Not to be like <laughs> Pastor Z. We have Pastor Zebulon somewhere. You see, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Your own. This season we are in, let your light shine. Let it flow. Let your light flow. Let it flow. You need to be in contact with yourself. You need to be in touch with yourself. There, you see, um, which is why when you get this, everything else becomes apparently effortless because you are in your zone. It's effortless because you are being yourself. You are not trying to be somebody else. We get into trouble when we try to be someone else. Then because you have not, you were not cut out to do what they are doing. You try to do what they are doing. You frustrate your life. But we begin to function effortlessly when we realize that we are shaped differently and what will bow to your destiny is not the weapon of your brother. It's not... The, the, the things, the weapon you need to deliver your destiny is in your pocket. It's with you. It's, it's, it's not even with your neighbor. It's not even with your last fellowship leader. It's with you. David was, was brought before Saul. And Saul said to David, ah, this guy, as Goliath, he's been a champion since he was a youth. He's just a little boy. You know, let's kit you up. And he wore the armor, the helmet, even the, to carry the sword self was a lot of work. The question is, if that armor was very useful, why didn't Saul wear it and go to battle? David tried it. I said, oh God, this is not me. I can't operate in this, this is the glory of Goliath. But it is the glory of David that will bring down Goliath. So let me go as I am. With my sling. With my stone. <laughs> Look at you. You just want to kill yourself. Try it. The same way with the three, I mean, four Hebrew children in Babylon. Don't, um, my grandmother would say, don't look at another person's wristwatch to run your life. Don't look at another person's clock or cycle. Your glory is different. The time when the sun is shining, the moon just is chilling. It's chilling. But the time the moon 
comes out. What happens to the sun? Even though it is taking the light from the sun, the sun, without the moon, the sun cannot function at night. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so you're like, okay, okay, pastor, I get it. So, how? I want my light to shine. Can, can you give us a few things that will fire us up, illuminate us? How? And like I said last week, when Jesus wants to answer the how question, sometimes, many times, he uses the when answer. So he says, when this happens, this is how you will understand this. So how can I let my light flow? How can I let my light flow? So we're going to take um, four things. How can I let my life flow? Number one. When I call the things that be not as though they were, my light flows when I call the things that be not as though they were. Let there be light expresses God's creative power and the same power is in you. Let there be light. Let there be light. So when, you, when I call the things that don't exist. I call them forth from within me. And I stand my ground. My light shines. Romans chapter 4. Verse 17. It says this is what the scripture means. When God told him. I have made you. The father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. And who creates new things out of nothing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will begin to create new things out of nothing. Because God's spirit is within you. The capacity, you see, when... People are struggling with you over stuff. You are able to walk away because you know that you created what they are fighting for. You can walk away and create another one. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you can walk away and create another one. You can create... <laughs> Why? Because... It, is, it was not what was created that defined you. You created what was created. So when people are contentious, I don't get it. I don't get it. It means that they lack the capacity to create. If you have the capacity to create, look at um, Isaac. He dug a well. They blocked it. What did he do? He just moved to another location and dug another well. And they, they blocked it again until he got to Rehoboth. He, he, he just, just kept creating. Just kept creating. The people that block wells, have you noticed? They don't have the capacity to make wells. So leave them to, to, to be blocking wells. But you have the capacity to create wealth. You have the capacity to make to bring life from the dead, like God. 
Because God is in you and you're a child of God. And did you have to look like your father? <laughs> so you, you shouldn't fret when people try to, yeah, you will build houses and you will inhabit them. Come on, say amen. amen. You will plant vineyards and you will drink the wine thereof. You will dig wells and you will drink the waters thereof. In Jesus' name. Inside you must be, the security is not in the wells. You know that the God in you, you can recreate the same thing, even better, because you, you have learned from a few mistakes you made. So, why fret? And that's how it works with salvation. It's the same thing. With the heart, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with healing. You believe with your heart. You speak the things that you want to see. And they will, in fact, the, the things you have in your life now, most likely, if you check well, there are things you have spoken before. They are just catching up with you. Because you have the power to create your destiny. Praise the name of the Lord. You do. It's caught up with you. For good or for bad. I remember years ago, <laughs> I, was, um, I was in the north. Um, pastor Sam. Sam was my pastor at the time. And I used to have a problem with the guy because I think he likes to fast too much. Should you just enjoy some life? Is he every time fasting and praying? So I used to look at him. I mean, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he always fasting? And he doesn't only always fast. He tries to make all of us fast. <laughs> if you want to go and fast your fast, go and fast your fast. So one day, I began to say to myself, what if I have also? Is he going to force me to fast? I said, I don't think he will force me to fast. And I began, to, I, I was saying it, I was talking to myself, I was saying it. I was saying it. And true to it, he called the fast. True to it, I started feeling hunger pain, uh, ulcer pants, blood in my mouth. I would, I mean, to regurgitate, the pain was unbearable. And I was happy. I was happy. I was like, now I'm going to go and tell him. See, blood. Awesome. <laughs> I will see if he will force me to fast. You know how foolish we can be sometimes. And I was actually on my way to his house. You know, man. And on the way, it must be the Lord in retrospect. I say to me, okay, now you have ulcer. Say yes. <laughs> you won't fast. Yes, sir. Of course. I have a medical condition. This guy wants to kill us with fast. But the fast will come to an end. But the ulcer will continue. 
I was like, oh, okay. What have I done to myself? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very quick to repent. Very, very quick. You have to be very quick to repent. Immediately, I repented. I turned back. I didn't go to him again. I turned back. I said, God, please, you have to, you have, to have mercy on your boy. <laughs> you know? And I started using the same words. And I stayed in, put my hands on my stomach. I prayed in tongues, I don't know, from morning till evening. I got out of that room healed, totally healed. It came over a period, it left instantly. How do I know I'm healed? Because I fasted and fasted and fasted. We are still going to start fasting tomorrow. <laughs> now I am like the pastor Sam, and some of you are looking at me that this guy. <laughs> Why does he always like to make us fast? <laughs> so we call the things that don't exist into being. When we do that, our light shines. God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's number one. Number two, how can I make my light shine? My light flows and shines when I am engaged in community. My light flows, my light shines. And corporately, our light shines when we are engaged in what? In community. When we are engaged in community. Proverbs 27, 17, the word of God says that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. That word sharpens there means what? There's conflict. There's friction. There can't be friction. There can't be sharpening without friction. And when there's friction, there's heat. When there's heat, there's, there's that, there are sparks. And when there are sparks, there are light. There's light. So there are things that you want to get. There are levels of light and revelation that you need for your life. That we only come when you do life with other Christians. Believe me. There are things that I've understood only by in fellowship. Personal Bible study won't cut it. There are levels of light that you want that you can't have access to. I know a lot of people are like, oh, silo Christians, you know, just, you know, me, my Bible, and the Holy Spirit. We come to church and we go home. I don't want to get into anybody's business. I don't want anybody in my business. I just want to look. I wish it works like that. It doesn't. You are grossly limiting your potential. You're limiting yourself in an amazing way. You must find another iron. You must find community. You must find a fellowship. You must have people of like minds that you can rub and make light together. Someone says, John Morris, he says, light is produced by friction, by fire, by numerous chemical reactions, as well as the nuclear reaction of atomic fission and fusion. Now, I mean, obviously that's what even happens in the sun. How come the sun is able to give out light like that? Because there is 
nuclear fission and fusion going on in the sun. The sun is burning itself to give us light. So all the particles and molecules or atomic reactions in the in, in sun cannot happen with individual atoms standing on their own and not interacting. You can't do life alone. You can't. Nobody can. God did not create us to be lone rangers. Iron, Proverbs, bring it up again, please. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens his friends, a friend. The other translation says, so a man sharpens the character of his friend. There are character lights and character levels that you cannot attain except you have a brother poke you or a sister step on your, on your toes. How do you know you have patience? If nobody has tried your patience, how do you know? How do you know? How, how do you show love? Can you show love alone? By yourself? You can't. So, a friend sharpens a friend. A friend sharpens a friend. The same, another transition says, um, um, the character sharpens his countenance. Another says, sharpens his wit, his intelligence. So, the, the mental light that you need is in community. The mental brilliance that needs to flow through your life is in community. Yes, you come to church. You need to go beyond that. You need to join a life group. Join a house fellowship. Join a unit. Join a department. Make friends. Says, but pastor, I'm a private person. Find another private person. In church, I both of you will be doing private barakpo. I mean, that's just how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. Because you will be limiting yourself. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, Acts 2, 42, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They devoted themselves. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes. They, have, they had life groups in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all, while, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Their light shone into the community because they had fellowship. Their light shone into the community. So, my light flows, number one, when, when I call the things that be not as though they were. My light flows, number two, 
when, when I engage in community. Number three, my light flows when I dare to take a stand. My light flows when I dare to take a stand. Verse 15 of Matthew 5. It says, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. So it's instead, a lamp is placed on a stand from where, from the stand, it gives light. From the stand, it shines. From the stand, it flows to everyone in this house. So every light has a stand. You have a stand. You have a lamp stand from where your light is designed to flow. When you have the courage to take that stand, your light begins to flow. Praise the name of the Lord. It actually takes courage. In the home, when you have the courage to take your stand as a parent. You see, the challenge is that many parents, they don't want to take the stand of a parent. Why? Because they want to be friends with the children. You know? So, so, but, you know, and children are so smart. They know that you want to be their friend. So they poke you. They say, I won't be your friend again. And you say, oh, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so you don't take your stand as a parent. And guess what happens? Your light diminishes as a parent if you don't do that. When you take your, 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 your stand as a parent, you can give light to your children. That is actually when you love your children. When you don't take your stand, you actually hate them because you are destroying their destinies. Because your light is not shining. So God expects you to take the stand. You need to take the stand as a parent. You need to take the stand as, as a wife. You need to take your stand. Take your stand. Take your place. <laughs> Who is rubbing your husband's head when he comes back from work? I say, Pastor, is that my job as a wife? Okay, whose job is it? Should his head be rubbed? <laughs> Try it. You see that it should be. <laughs> it's very oily. <laughs> <laughs> Take the stand. Who is rubbing his back? His hand can reach his back. <laughs> Take your stand. No, 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 no. The truth is this. I don't want to. Um, I'm careful because I'm, I'm, I'm surveying. Have you noticed I'm scanning the crowd? You know. If you don't provide the sausage, where will you get sausage from? The restaurant? 
to fry the sausage. It can make you uncomfortable, but it's the truth. You need to take her. Take your stand. Who is going to love your wife? Your wife is talking to someone. Believe me. She's talking to someone. If it's not you, it's somebody else. Who is your wife talking to? If you're not listening, she's talking to somebody else. You're in trouble, big trouble. Because you are not taking your stand. But today, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will take your stand. Yeah. Look at your neighbors. They take your stand. Take your stand. Come on. Take your stand. <laughs> take your stand. Let your light shine. Take your stand. In the marketplace, take your stand. You need to take your stand in the marketplace. You need to take your stand as a business person. You need to take your stand in the office. You need to take your stand. And guess what? You need to take your stand in the place of prayer. Many people don't have spiritual clout. They don't have weight spiritually. Because they are not taking their stand. Your spiritual light is not shining. Because you are not taking your stand. You need to take your stand in prayer. You need to take your stand in fasting. When you have the courage to take your stand, your light will shine. When you have the courage to take that stand, inevitably, your light will shine. Verse 15. Verse 15. The voice translation says, Similarly, it will be silly to light a lamp and then hide it under a bowl. Very silly. It says, yeah. <laughs> When someone lights a lamp, she puts it on a table or a desk or a chair and the light does what? illuminates the entire. So you need to take a stand before your light can shine. You need to take a stand before your light can, can flow. And taking a stand again and again and again is not always convenient. Taking a stand is not always convenient. It's not always convenient. But you have to take Stand. And you see, all the stands that we need to take must be on Christ and Christ alone. You know, there's a lot of, of theories out there, um, self-help, new age stuff, you know, that tries to get us to do things that are, you know, a lot of them has a lot of truth in them which is what fascinates us, but it is not Christ. And Colossians 2, clearly, clearly God says to us in Colossians 2, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and philosophy and from Spiritual power. Some of them have spiritual principles. They come from spiritual principles. It says of this, but it is of this world rather from 
rather than from Christ. It says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. In Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So, what, what the word of God says is that if you are taking a stand, don't take a stand based on the principles and the philosophies of this world. If you take a stand based on the principles and the philosophies of this world, it's going to crumble. It must be on Christ and Christ alone. On Christ and Christ alone. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, Cl classic example. Philosophy says, some, some school of thought says that in parenting, that, you know, if you discipline your child, the child, if you whoop the child, you know, give the child Dr. Sugar, the child will be abused. And, and, and you know, we grow up, that is, we grow up uh, being uh, psychologically traumatized. You know? But Christ, the word, says, if you love your child, Dr. Sugar, because when you train a child in the way they should go, So where do, you, where do you take your stand? The philosophies of men or the word of God. By the way, how many of us had Dr. Sugar when we, grow, when we were young? Please lift up your hand. You had Dr. Sugar. Your own was capital letter S with underscore and bold. Okay, put down your hand. How many of you are psychologically traumatized? <laughs> we are actually stronger. Praise the name of the Lord. You're actually stronger because you know that your parents love you. Yes, they're beating you. You're crying. But in your heart, you know that they love you. But if you don't build it on Christ, you're saying, oh, he's going to be psychologically traumatized. You're going to destroy the child. Eventually. Praise the name of the Lord. And we can give a series of examples of how you can build it and stand on, 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 on Christ. Or you can stand on philosophies of men and human thinking and reasoning. How many did I say we will do? Four. Good. Number one, for my light to shine, for my light to flow... My light flows when I call the things that be not as though they were. Number two, my light flows when, when I engage in community. Number three, my light flows, my light flows when, when I dare to take a stand. And number four. My light flows when the light in my heart shines through the works of my hands. When the light in my heart shines through the works of my hands, I am letting my light flow. 
when the light in my heart does not find expression in the works of my hands, then I am not letting my light flow. But when the light in my heart finds expression in... <laughs> What's going on? Finds expression in the works of my hands, then my light flows. Verse 16 of Matthew 5. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Your what? Good works. And give glory to who? Father in heaven. If you contrast this with Matthew 6, 1 to 4, when Jesus was saying, okay, let's, let's quickly read. Matthew 6, 1 to 4 says, watch out, do not do your good deeds publicly. Don't be admired by others for you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. When you give to someone in need and do a good deed, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing their own trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. It says, but when you give to someone, when you do your good deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private. And your father, who sees everything in private, will reward you publicly, in public. So, how do you balance the two? It's simple. It's simple. The, 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 the latter in Matthew 6 is the good works are done for the praises of men. God says, don't do that. But God says, do your good works so that I can take the glory. So the motive is, 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 is crucial here. So when, I, when the light in my heart flows through the works of my hand, with the motive of praising and glorifying my father, then my light is shining. But when the, when the light in my heart flows through the works of my hand so that men can say, hmm, you've done well. You did well. God says, no. Your light is truncated. Your own light will not be truncated in Jesus' name. So when the light of my heart finds expression in the works of my heart, hand, then my light is flowing. This season, the light in your heart and beyond, not just this season, must find expression in the works of your hand. There's light in your heart to be a voice to the voiceless. That light must find expression. There's light in your heart to, to care for the, those that are addicts or the homeless or those that are in need, that light must find expression in your hands. There's light in your heart to point people to Christ, but that light must find expression in your, in your hands. And as children of God, as we pull the curtain, we need to understand that because of our Father, our lives should be flooded with light. We have to deliberately 
deliberately refuse to have any darkness in us. We have to let God flood our hearts and lives with light. So it's a misnomer for a child of God to have God and what is flowing is darkness. God says, let your light shine. Which means he expects and he is assured that it is light that you have. In 1 John 1, 1 John 1, 5, it says, this is the message we have heard from him. And we proclaim this message to you that God is light. And in him, there is what? There is no darkness at all. In your life, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there will be no darkness at all. In the mighty name of Jesus so my light has to be light indeed. What flows out of me should have no darkness at all. Because God is light and in him there is what? There's no darkness. At all. At all. At all. So you're like, Pastor, I need to have light in my heart before it can shine through the works of my hands. Yes, you do. You do. But I need light in my heart. How can I get light in my heart? You need the God in whom there is no darkness at all to flood your light. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. I want to pray for you. You need to take a stand today. And the stand you need, you need to take is a stand that will get your light to come on. You're like, Pastor, I need light in my heart. It appears that there is darkness. My heart is filled with darkness. Or darkness is overpowering me. Can you pray with me? I need light in my heart. I want to surrender this heart, this life to God. To fill with light that there will be no darkness. Put up your hand now over your head. In other words, God bless you. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Put it up here. Put it up here. Put it up well over your head. Shoot it up. And we'll pray together. Quickly. God bless you. Over here. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Once you have the card, you can put it on your hand. That is me, Pastor. Now you're like, okay, Pastor. But I, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Oh, God bless you, my, God bless you. And I hand there. Keep the hands up until you get a card. Once you have the card, you can put it on your hand. That's all I did for me. I'm not asking you to come forward. I just, God bless you. I'm just asking you. I'm just asking you to let the light shine. The rest of us, let's pray for ourselves. I mean, you may, you may see yourself 
because light can be a spectrum sometimes. That, okay, Pastor, I have light, but sometimes, if I'm truthful, it's as if darkness wants to creep in. Then you need to pray and talk to God that God will separate you from every darkness in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, talk to God, separate me totally from every form of darkness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Fill their hearts with light. When your light comes, darkness cannot stand. Lord, let your light flood every life in this place. In the name of Jesus. Let darkness be a thing of the past, O God of heaven. In every way, because there are people here that you've opened your life to darkness. You've opened your life to darkness because you're looking for what is not missing. You're looking for what is not missing. You've opened your life to darkness. Why don't you talk to God today and say, help me. Help me. Fill me with your light. Oh, Lord of heaven, we pray. Breathe upon us, Lord. Change our lives totally. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's pronounce together for the Lord, for his kindness and his mercies and his goodness.